Hey, what's up? Uh, it's Todd, and uh, before we start today's show, which is a really cool amalgamation of a bunch of different topics we did the other day, didn't feel the need to put it in a real show form. We just said, hey, let's talk about this, 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 and this, and let's call it a show. Um, so it's a nice little uh, different thing. Before we get into the show, uh, Buck dug up some clips from his old radio show. He used to do at El Camino Community College with himself and a gentleman named Quinn Bernhagen. Uh, I used to come on the show all the time and play a character called Sonny the Tweaker, who's basically this methed out crazy guy. So we have a clip of it here, pretty neat for you guys to hear, and then on with the rest of the show. So uh, once again, this is a clip from probably about 1998 from uh, El Camino Community College Radio, so enjoy.
So, here, here's the weird thing, and I want to get you guys' opinion on this. Yeah. Uh, once again, we got Buck Perez here. Yes. And uh, Elliot Degen. Mm. Now, I am 34 years old. I would, uh, as, as you know, I, I haven't seen the birth certificate. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big topic Long nowadays. Form. Yes, I'd, Long like, form. I'd like to see it. Uh, January 20th. Why didn't you release it already? Damn well, it. I figure I don't need to prove this. I don't need to prove when I was born. <laughs> At that little company of Mary Hospital in Torrance, California, they'll, they'll have it. So you say. But here's the funny thing, and I, I, I want to get the, the group's opinion on this and comment on the show at faroutpodcast.com. But I wake up every morning and I feel like I'm being born. Like, every, like, for me, waking up is the most stressful thing in the world. Like, I have to set, I set on my old phone, I set an alarm that I literally keep in my bed next to me and it goes off and I snooze for an hour and I only, <laughs> Jesus I only give myself like 15 Why minutes to be ready to work like if I gotta shave like I'm gonna be late like I and I sit and it's a every day it's a complete trauma and I've never had the ability to not if, if someone says if they said Todd you gotta be up at 7 tomorrow for some work meeting yeah I will stress myself out to the point where I can't sleep wow <laughs> because I am so stressed out about waking up early what's the fear What's going on? I don't know. I just think I'm going to feel like hell. Like, to me, I feel like I got hit. Like, But even if I get, like, eight hours of sleep, yeah. I'm not, it's not till like, 11 and after I've had, like, that infusion coffee at 7-Eleven, <laughs> the stuff in the yellow stuff that with, like, high-octane caffeine. Yeah. I feel you. Well, see, I used to work at, you know, that horrible coffee place. Right. We'd start, open the door at at five, so we had to be there at four thirty, which means you get up at what, like three thirty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, no, no. I, I I used to do that too, and so I'm yeah, not a morning person. Yeah, and like that was hell. That got me in the mode of just being able to do that because I was one of the only people who would do that. <laughs> so. and, and you could do it consistently. You could show up, and did you? Sure. F- f- like, it would, do you just wake up and you're like, "All right, I feel great. Let's have a nice day now." Um. Well, wake up. <laughs> Bong load for breakfast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was a quote from a uh, El Camino police officer who pulled me over. <laughs> How many bong loads you have for breakfast, son? And, uh, no, to, to be fair, I Buck ans- has it for brunch. I answered four. <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, yeah, I usually wake Wait, up. Wait, no, where are you pulled over by the by the police? And the, At El Camino? They thought you were high? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, they knew. No, I was <laughs> actually... The one time I got busted at El Camino was... Some friends around me. Well, we I never got hauled in or anything like that, but um, <clears throat> I was uh, in the quad area right next to the art. This is a community college. Yeah, community college. Yeah. I, I was right next to the uh, art gallery right there, taking a drawing class at the time, and a few people from my drawing class were down on the quad with me, as college people often do, just sitting around and... Started to pass one around, you know. So wait, do it's, you, a free, it's the sixties. Everyone's doing it. Oh wait, it's not. No. This was ninety seven. Yeah, something like that. So uh, it wasn't the sixties anymore. So um, the bike cop or two <laughs> Jesus. who came by us uh, didn't see it as such. And uh, you know, it in my defense, yes, I my defense to this day, and and it was I did not smoke, sir. Like, much like Bill Clinton, yeah, I did not inhale, you know, but. Um, no, I, I didn't smoke any. That's what I tell him. I, Sir, officer, I did not smoke any of that. I, I didn't even get past. And his quote to me was, yes, but how many bong loads did you have for breakfast? <laughs> and uh, 
that kind of took me aback a sec because uh, he was actually quite right. Uh, and you were like, well, I forgot the cereal I ate. <laughs> now, I, I would say that as a police officer at a, a community college in uh, just south of Los Angeles, right by where I grew up at El Camino, um, outside of an art class at a community college, <laughs> you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody stoned cold. Not, not, yeah, not smoking. Not <laughs> high as fuck. But one of the cool things was... Um, like I'm wearing jeans right now, the uh, secret pocket right here. The the coin pocket. I might have had something in there. Yeah. It's but a dime pocket. I, but I didn't. <laughs> but did I, but I did. But um yes, I was getting the proverbial pat down. Mm. And you know, my arms are behind my back. Oh shit, was, really? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, they they rolled up on us right. Everyone at the tables <laughs> I knew rolled up and the little bike they have like a little light no, and a, like a mini siren. A, I've never seen a bike cop there before or since. <laughs> it was like the, after they that knew. day they, they, knew. they, they heard disbanded. About <laughs> but anyway, I remember hands behind the back and he's give me the pat down, you know, search me and I'm like, Okay, here it is. He's gonna. This is the moment he finds it right yeah. here, and he's he's literally reaching in my pockets, and he pulls a hand out. Nothing. Nothing. He didn't check the secret pocket. Mm. Nothing exactly. but bunny ears when he pulled out your pockets. And so when he said, "This guy's clean," go over there. I, I went, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> Just walked away. Didn't say nothing. Didn't try and help my friend who was being hauled off right there. No. Just said. To be fair, I assume that you ran off to go smoke after all that stress. <laughs> it was a very stressful time, yes. <laughs> but, but, Buck, when we used to live together, uh, there would be times when it would be, you know, eight in the morning we, when we shared an apartment together. Right. And I would be getting up to go to, like, school at Long Beach State, right? Right. And I'd, I'd get up, and I'd be all, like, Ugh, like, tired and just feeling like hell. And I would walk out, and Buck would have no reason to be up at that time of day. Sitting down watching like Judge Judy or something awesome. with the French press out making coffee. <laughs> What's going on, man? How good times. Doing? Yeah, that's some good times. <laughs> the Elmo rocking. Like, what the fuck are you awake, man? Bringing it back. Yeah. I don't know. I've always been a, I guess, a morning person because even when I'm up like that, I'm not in too much of a bad mood. Yeah. You know? And I don't need much to get the tank going. It's usually just some high octane coffee or something like that very high octane yeah like well, I, I, yeah. I can't like the, the alarm goes off and I'm like freaked out I'm stressed like I you know I, I just I, I'm incommunicado I, I get angry uh, I get in the shower and I'm like oh my god I don't know if I can make another day of life you know <laughs> and I'm a pretty relaxed person but like every again every day I feel like I'm being born for the first time like something you know doctor's gonna slap my ass like I like I I hate the mornings. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I I totally am in agreement with you. I fucking hate having to get up early. Like it's the fucking worst. Wow, I, I can't. Horrible. I can't stand it. I can't stand it, man. Like it's so awful. And I've done so many jobs where like I've had to get up early, and it's always terrible. And like I tell people, I'm not a morning person. They're like, you did great. Like you did awesome. So what is early? Just so I know bearings with you guys. Like me, I wake up every day at uh, eight. Like eight. I remember I look at the alarm. And I wake up at eight oh eight every day, and every morning I wake up and I, I look at the the cable box. And what time do you have to be at work? Nine thirty. Wow, it's early. I, I would say uh, the early is being woken up, having to be awake before eight o'clock. That's my uh, that's my time. I have to be at like. 
I'm supposed to be at work at 7 tomorrow morning, but because shit's going down, you know, I've been texting a bunch of stuff. I'm going to be there 6.30, oh, just because I have to. No dice. No, no that's dice. terrible. No. That's no. awful. I fucking hate doing that shit. That is the worst shit yeah. in the world, man. It's good stuff. I oh. get a, I get a chill up my spine of pain that early in the morning. I, I remember um, a while ago when I was working at the radio station, Mark Chambers, he was doing the blog for the Adam Carolla radio show in the morning and then Mark was was off for a week or something so he's like Todd can you come in and do, a, do the blog for, for the the morning radio show which started at 6 in the morning and I was like oh yeah I'll do it that'd be fun like I get to hang around with the, the Corolla and the crew and stuff and that'll be cool but I was like I was so stressed that what I would do was I would drink a bottle of wine <laughs> at because I would have to get up at five in the morning, you know, to get there from Long Beach and make everything cool, and uh, I would wake up, I would I would have a bottle of wine at nine, and just chug it, and, and just to make myself <laughs> sleepy enough to go to sleep. But it was just all stress and like yeah, I've I've, I've done the exact fucking same thing. Like you get fucked up, so make sure you're gonna like be knocked out so you can get some actual sleep. Because like you know, I I can't fall asleep early either. I'm like one of those people. Yeah. Like I think that's the real killer of it is like not being able to fall asleep early. Yeah, like I'm I'm 34. Like at this point in my life, like the whole like sleep wake thing should be easy. Like I've been alive for 34 years, I should be like waking up is not a stress. But no, every, like every morning, I like I I don't know like what 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 do people do that get up early in the morning? Yeah, like, like how do the baby boomers always be awake at like 5 a.m.? Like what are they doing? I don't get it. My woman wakes Nothing. up at like six in the morning every day, and uh. like she like wakes my ass up, and I get all stressed, and I don't know. I, I just don't understand it. Like I could stay up every night till four in the morning, drinking or partying or whatever, and it would just not like some people they fall asleep. I don't know. Is it like your individual personal chemistry? Is it like the internal clock? Yeah. Is it circadian rhythms? I don't know. Right. I think I I do definitely have a a strong internal clock in here because yeah the other day my alarm wasn't even set like i just passed out before it, it, it had even gone i was supposed to be awake at 5 30 i woke up at 5 20 like i just woke up i i'm not programmed that way i, I just woke up yeah that's like my deep that's rem me. is like the very early morning and like if something fucks with that i'm not happy yeah and i won't deal with it i'll like i'll set my alarm to do like three snoozes the hell with the snoozes? I snooze for an hour. I literally How could snooze. you snooze? Why don't you just set your alarm late an hour? Oh, because later? then I know, because then I just fucking say fuck you alarm. And yeah, just snooze then, through the like I just snooze my way through God, it anyways. Damn. I once I swear to God I once overslept for work, and I'd be at work at three thirty p.m. <laughs> and there was a real bitch telling my boss what the hell. <laughs> I went to bed at like two. It, it was. Would you? Would you? You were like, oh, you called me. Oh, don't call me, man. <laughs> yeah, don't leave a voicemail. Whatever you're doing. Hopefully, that reference gets caught three shows back. We'll keep we'll keep working it in. But like, I literally like it was a cloudy day and it was rainy or whatever, and I just didn't uh, show up to work till four. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't get it, and it's it's really disturbing at this point in my life. If you guys have any tips, leave them on the website at faroutpodcast dot com. I really don't know. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> Got an opinion? Email us at show at faroutpodcast.com to stream the show, read talent bios, subscribe through iTunes, and see pictures. Go to faroutpodcast.com. Uh, 
Uh, well, you know, uh, real quick, I did uh, a stand-up comedy gig the other night that was uh, pretty much what I describe as comedy hell. <laughs> I uh, at the I went to this uh, open mic. This girl Kira, nice, 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 uh, cute, cute gal that I met doing comedy, said, uh, "Hey, hey, Todd, there's this great like uh, un- um, open mic we should go hit up." And uh, what what it ended up being was it was like in the bottom of a hotel in Hollywood, and I swear to God. It was hosted by one of the Fruit of the Loom guys. <laughs> well, you know, he's got to be doing something in his off time. Right. Which one? The Apple? Uh, I don't know. I think he was kind of a larger guy. I think this this guy, what was it? This Apple, Grapes. The black dude was a grape, yeah. The, okay, this that guy was, was some racist shit. Black Grapes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's wrong. Grape so, drink man. Yeah, but yes. Black Grape playing Coachella next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, and... Uh, and, and this guy, so so basically, what happens is at like twelve fifteen at night, I end up going up and, and doing a set in front of fifteen other like comics hmm. who just aren't laughing at anything. They don't laugh yeah. at any comics, so right. it's like they're professionals. Yeah. So the the guys like, oh, welcome up, a really funny guy. You know, I've never met this fucking guy in my life. <laughs> uh, Todd Perry, Todd Perry, everybody, give it up for Todd Perry. Crickets. Hey, everybody, it's Todd. You know what's the deal? With retarded people. <laughs> now, by going there, you know, try to make some jokes, it's just, just like, nobody. no, Nobody moving, nobody doing anything. Like, they're just waiting for their turn. And the dudes all look really aggressive. Well, I mean, what would you expect in a basement of a hotel after midnight? It was in Hollywood. Prime time. That's prime time right there, my friend. We, we weren't waiting for Dave Attell to show up at any point at this comedy place. But, but, the, the, but the great thing was... There was a there was a uh, there was a, a big group of like uh, not it's it's germane to the story not that it was, I should point out there's a large you know grouping of African American gentlemen in the corner who are all comics and the girl who went on before me was this old washed up Irish chick who saw she was like fifty and she saw the fact that there are African American people in the audience and so she means she's like I've got. A history with black men. Oh, I once dated the lead singer of Thin Lizzy, thinking she's going to sway over the crowd of 20-year-old right. black guys. I know him. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, he's cool. Yeah, no one was like, the boys are back in town. Exactly. Well, and like that's funny because I always forget that the lead singer of Thin Lizzy is black. Was black. Was black. Yeah, he's, he's he, de- he died. Oh. oh, I thought you were like referencing like some kind of Michael Jackson skin color thing. No, no, not at all. No, no, no. The lead singer of uh, Thin Lizzy didn't have any like weird like um, uh, body dysmorphic disorder problems. <laughs> show your face. Like the Far Out Podcast on Facebook. Discuss the show. Receive updates and get Facebook exclusive audio. Well, I've just noticed recently, Todd, a very perplexing epidemic that no one is calling me back. I call people, you know, and they don't call me back. And I'm wondering what it is. And I've figured it out, Todd. Hmm. And you can attest to this too. Yeah. Uh, No one voicemails. No one voicemails anymore. You know, if you leave a voicemail, it's pretty much a useless thing. It's a dead medium. Yes. No one even looks at them anymore. So people aren't answering your voicemails. I, I, I don't think it's personal anymore. <laughs> I think it's just across the board that people just don't use the thing anymore. Well, let's unpack. What, what kind of voicemails are you leaving with people? It, and these aren't like at 1030 at night. You know, I'm not calling 
these aren't like booty call voicemails and I'm leaving time. Right? So <laughs> these aren't like pathetic. Like? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Hey, this is Buck. Oh, please. <laughs> I hear you lonely. <laughs> I'm lonely too. Yeah, I'm, I'm very lonely. Anyway, anyway. So. Want some hot candle wax on your nipples? <laughs> basically, basically, I was in a conversation with a 21-year-old kid. You know, oh. I'm, his, I'm kind of his boss. So I called him. He was late to work. So I called him. He never called me back. So I was like, you know, what the fuck? Why didn't you call me? Yeah. He basically tells me, he's like, you know what? Just don't leave a voicemail. Just text me next time. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Wait, aren't you like his boss or something? Like, is, well, is, she, is that not like kind of like some kind of yeah. violation of no. your position in this relationship? What am I supposed to do? Call me, you know? I'm, no, it's, it's kind of kickback like that. I'm not, I'm not the disciplinary. You're not going to boss down on him? No. Buck gets all boss? <laughs> <laughs> no, I saved that outside. You're breaking my balls, 21-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we were on a shift with a 33-year-old, um, you know, person of my age. I figured, you know, at least she'll back me up on this, you know. Mm-hmm. Go to her, you know. Um, Keisha, you know, can do you uh, do you check your voicemails? Do you use it? She hasn't checked one vo- voicemail since she got her phone. So she has about 105 unlistened-to voicemails on her phone. Really? Yes, 105. Just doesn't want to be bothered with them. Like, that's like five gigs worth of... <laughs> <laughs> of just useless stuff sitting around, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. idea. Doesn't want to listen to voicemails. She's like, I just found out something crazy. What's that? Michael Jackson died. <laughs> <laughs> Voicemail number 78. It just told me that. Quite I, shocking. I actually have a friend who doesn't listen to voicemails, and uh, he's a very legitimate reason, and that's because his voicemail box got filled with collection agencies calling him. Oh, there you go. Yeah, maybe this twenty-one-year-old dude thought that you were, uh, you were, you were the man trying to get get his money. I would imagine that I'm in his phone by this point because yeah. I'm kind of his boss, you know. Right. So I think he just might have pulled a dick move on you. You think he was like, uh, yeah, I, think I can outsmart using, this guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he just tried to uh, use an excuse. I didn't. I never saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah, lazy kids. We were all lazy kids at one point. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Don't even call me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever told a boss that. Hey, hey, don't fucking you don't, call me. Yeah, don't call me. Don't call me. Whatever you do, please. It's that, that like presumptive entitled attitude where it's like, you know, I don't listen to my voicemails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Like is that should that should be like a checkbox somewhere you're applying for. Like just just basic. There's like some some base levels of professionalism that that are required in life and the funny thing is only about 20% of people can actually adhere to those i uh i i actually have a couple voicemails i don't listen to Ooh. and they all start off like this Hello, Todd. This is James from the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> We're just calling you about your ticket package just to see if you uh, are interested once again in buying the three-game package. This is, this is James. Remember, we talked before. Why don't you call me back? And I, I can't call James back now because I feel, I feel bad to tell James no that I'm not going to buy season tickets. Well, year. and you have to explain that you haven't been listening to his voicemails. Yeah, I know. I, eventually, James is going to start like, yeah, Todd, I thought we were cool. He's going to like show up at your house. He's going to be at the wedding? And he's going to be like, what happened? I'm going to invite James to the wedding. <laughs> and everybody's going to be like, so who's, who's this guy over here sitting alone? That's James from the Oakland Raiders in the ticket department. Yeah, so I know I, I usually, I, I got to be honest, I check mine, but maybe I'm out of the demographic. Like I still find them important or whatever. If they're from my like woman and like I, there's one in there and then I come home, like she's going to tell me, you know. Uh, but uh, everybody else, I pretty much check them. I give good phone, right? I'm not weird on the phone. Like, I tend to respond to things quickly, and uh, I'm cool. 
Yeah, you get you give good phone. Yeah, Elliot's a little phone. weirder. I'm a little weird on the phone. Yeah, yeah. no, Elliot won't text. Like if 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 Elliot's around to get a drink that night, he'll text you back within five minutes. You like drinks? Yes. Now if he can't drink that night, he just won't text back. I can imagine there's lots of text messages sitting there. Elliot's like, nah, I can't go. <laughs> that, that's fine, but let me know too. I'm on, well. First off, uh, I'm on the budget plan, so I only get 200 of the fucking things before they start costing me like 50 cents a message. Okay, fair. So there's a little bit of that going on, and you know, I've got a woman, so that takes up about like sexton, forty uh, percent of it, fifty percent of it at least. Sexton. Uh, Elliot's penis is so large <laughs> that whenever he sends a sex, it's like a JPEG of like a more in mass proportions. I'm sorry, I can't talk to him. To send a junk shot, he actually has to email a flash drive. Yes, stick a flash drive in the mail to get the. Oh man, hilarious! To get the junk shot over there, the media charges. You wouldn't even believe it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that Elliot and John Salwin could have a not return phone calls like or text off <laughs> the other thing is uh, i have one of those little piece of shit phones and uh it takes me <clears throat> forever to send a message because i gotta hit the key like three or four times just to get one letter and i'm always going past it you know i'm, I'm still like in the 90s with my little text messaging or yeah. early millennium i guess it wasn't the 90s yeah, wherever we are yeah yeah so i'm still using the old retarded phone where you guys have these smartphones going on you can just bang out your message in two seconds. Sorry, I'm texting and emailing right now. What'd you say? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Who, who are you talking to, Buck, this whole time we've been doing this show? I'm just, I'm Speaking just of sexting. Getting shit done, my friend. It's <laughs> it's all. I had a wonderful experience the other night. I went to go see uh, Prince mm. at uh, at the, uh, the the fabulous Forum in uh, Inglewood, and that's a huge. It's a big venue, right? It's like the Lakers played there for years. The yes. Kings played there. The Showtime Lakers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, <laughs> Michael Cooper, AC Green, James Worthy, Big yes. Game James, Karambas, Ooh, Rambo, yes, Rambo. That's right. And uh, I don't know why I'm just staring down Elliot. Right <laughs> want him to know one Laker, Chick Hearn. Come on, someone. Uh, I, I hear there was a guy named Shaq at one time. Oh, Jesus. No, Jesus. No, this is pre Shaq. <laughs> but yeah, so, but the, the, the forum is still in existence. And I think Chris Rock had an old joke. He used to say he was the, uh, every town has two malls. The mall white people go to and the mall white people used to go to. <laughs> and this and the forum, eighteen thousand seat venue, huge, built in the sixties, is now kind of it's it's like the it's the mall that people don't really go to in town anymore. And we had the pleasure, because I'm cheap, of buying the twenty five dollar tickets to Prince and me, my fiance and Oscar, everybody knows Oscar on the show. Woo woo. We were in the top row of the, the forum. Ooh. Shit got hot. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole time, my fiance was fanning herself like she was in a Baptist church in the deep south. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was an amazing show though. But uh, yeah, it was definitely like going to the forum. I was a little bummed out. I was like, man, this this place is taking a hit. Not what it once was. Not not the memories that you have of it being glorious on television. No, not like seeing Magic Johnson <laughs> back in the day in the forum where it was like a 
really wonderful venue. This was just like going to a rundown shopping mall, essentially. The last show I saw there was Beasties, uh, Hello Nasty. Oh, yeah, that one might have been one of the last shows I saw and there. And I too. was on the floor. Oh, and I just oh. remember being like, "This sounds like shit. <laughs> like this <laughs> this venue sucks. Like it was something with the acoustics or something." But yeah, I was into the show. I was into who I was seeing. But I was just like, "Man, this." This sounds like crap. Yeah, I went to that same show. I went to both those shows at the Forum, I remember. And I was talking to Oscar. I was like, was that the last show we saw at the Forum? But Prince, well, Prince was pretty amazing, I got to say. That would probably, with Michael Jackson being dead, probably the greatest living performer. And uh, tons of hits. Like, and I think Prince is probably one of the biggest musical geniuses alive. And uh, so that was a huge pleasure. And uh, it's a very sexual night. Getting down on a little black man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he brought it. I mean, the funny thing was, back in the day, if you were in the cheap seats for the Lakers, Magic Johnson was 6'9". Oh, yeah. Prince is about 5'2 in pumps. <laughs> <laughs> so you were trying to figure out, like, uh, where was Prince along the, the, the whole crowd? Right, right. Yeah, you're looking at... No, no, he was... There's a big symbol. His symbol was the stage. <laughs> but uh, the, the funny thing was, before Prince even went on, it was like, Prince was backstage. He's like... Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Band walks out. Shaka Khan, ladies and gentlemen. No way. And Shaka came out, and I was just sitting there, and I was like looking at Oscar and said, I was like, I know, the, I know she's got diabetes. <laughs> she's, you know, Shaka Khan's big these days. <laughs> Shaka Khan's like at Aretha weight. Come on. <laughs> but she's got, Shaka Khan had hits. She was dope. I know, and then Prince did songs with uh, Larry Graham from Sly and the Family Stone, the bass player. I'm gonna lay some bottom. That guy came out, and uh, Prince did like five Sly and the Family Stone hits, and then did, you know, tons of his shit. It was an amazing show for 25 bucks. Very sexual, though. I mean, some <laughs> That's fucking was going on after that. <laughs> I mean, Prince did Doomy. He did like a 12-minute version of Doomy, baby. It was... That being said, you came home and knocked the boots. You knocked that shit out. I was definitely in the mood when I came home. I got to be honest. Like, you know, you know when, you, when you go out with a girl for many years, you're getting ready to get married, you know, Prince definitely puts uh, people in the mood. And I got to say this. Bitches love Prince. Mm. You know? Oh, sure. Like, he's, he's a lover. Okay. He's. <laughs> you guys are looking at me like I got fucking two heads. No, no. As, as, I guess as men, uh, we don't. We, I guess we just don't look at Prince. That I wasn't way. that into Prince. Yeah, I've, like, I, I'm I, not a Prince I fan. I was like, I know you and you and Oscar respect and listen to his music. I, I know many people who like and listen to his music when we live together. Yes. Did I not bump Prince? Alone? Yes, I know. Yes, and I. It's. I don't hate it. Purple Rain is Purple Rain. You know what I'm saying? The movie? Yeah, we're not taking anything (laughs) away from the man. Why don't you go jump in Lake Winnetonka? (laughs) But yeah, uh, I never got that into him. Yeah, no, Prince got deep cuts on albums. Like Prince, and he played all this shit himself. Prince is an amazing... That's that's one of the things... um, I was photographing at school, and one of the teachers just went, and she had a, a t-shirt from the show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, did you go see him at the forum? Oh, yeah. And um, one of the kids was like, who's that? Who's on the shirt? And we're like, it's Prince. It's yeah. Prince. And they had no idea who Prince is. And well, like, you know, like when they were like little, they probably knew him as the artist formerly known as. Probably. Because he was Prince, and he was funky back then. <laughs> My name is Prince. And, and funky. He had that one song. Tell I get your daughter. Just declaring it. I won't leave this town. <laughs> My name 
but uh, that's one thing about Prince you got to respect. He plays drums, he plays bass, he plays guitar, he plays everything. So yeah, he, does he actually everything. plays his own music, so he's awesome. He can wail on guitar. Right. He's not a guitar player like a strummer. He actually solos. He knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah. No, the guy's like Clapton, and uh, I tell you this: nothing gets heavy um, women off their feet quite like Prince. <laughs> I saw more plus-size women dancing at that show in Inglewood than just wow. about anywhere one could be. And they would squash Prince, dude. They, yeah. they would just squash Oh, that's what they're dreaming about. Yeah. <laughs> I Squashing just, the Prince. I just kept waiting for Morris Day to hit the stage. Oh, and the time? Yeah. <laughs> just doing jerk out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ice cream castles in the... So any, by the way, anybody beneath the age of 30 right now has no idea. Yeah, I'm a little has, bit lost, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pr- Prince has quit having hits. He was 79 to 95, tons of hits. More hits than Michael Jackson even. But uh, uh, kind of got weird and shit and started talking about chemtrails. You know when Prince lost it for me? When he lost the, the, uh, the PhD uh, organ player. When he had the doctor guy, the guy in the oh, doctor yeah. scrubs playing, playing the keyboards for him, when, when, it, when he took that guy out of the equation, it was all over for me. I, I couldn't respect it anymore. What was that guy a doctor of, like, not playing shit on an album? Doctor of funk. <laughs> Just fucking funky. Yeah, and he had, he had some hot... He had some hot blonde chick in a Captain Stubing hat grinding right. on yeah, the doctor yes. guy. Yeah, exactly. Wendy like two of them. Yeah. And then during the solo, she'd grind on him. Oh, that was awesome. It, the funny is, Prince finds the one like hot chick bass player on the planet. Because bass players tend not to, you know, no no disc buck, but you know. You know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. With Darcy? Darcy, Darcy Retsky <laughs> from the Smashing Pumpkins up close. Excuse me. I haven't gotten that close to her, so I wouldn't know. What ugly. M- Michelle Undege Ocello. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're the, talking about. Yeah. The so we're talking about. Oh, she was hot. I mean, you take a, a shaved head uh, uh, African-American woman, put a bass in her hand, she could play. But this <laughs> oh, oh. That's, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Bowie's wife. Iman? He's a married to Iman, not in Michelle and Dege Ochoa. But that's uh, that's that's what you're talking about. Shaved head, uh, beautiful African lady. I don't know. She was in the Star Trek movie. That's what I know. Get him and 
Yeah.